Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Total Liverpool Podcast. We are a three-man team. Simo's not here. He's currently in the pub, I believe, getting slaughtered. Uh, Speaking of slaughterings, I think, Deej, you have a few words about the referee from today's game. Obviously, today's game is Liverpool versus Chelsea match reaction and Deej we start with you what are your thoughts on the game in general so the game in general I think even though the result is not as as, as good as it could have been for us I do think it's one of the best football games I've watched in a long time Mm -hmm. and uh, you touched on the referee in there and I think overall I don't think the quality of refereeing was too bad but I think Chelsea got a lot of soft decisions and Liverpool got none uh, so, like, for example, Mount diving with no contact from Matip, uh, Hendo's handball yeah. when he couldn't do anything about it, when it was struck at him from a yard or two away. The corner that led to Havertz's goal uh, wasn't a corner. Uh, Fabinho being penalised for breathing. Um, I mean, <laughs> as the game went on, he did get more and more deliberate with his <laughs> I can kind of forgive that. <laughs> Holding back Salah, Jota getting pushed in the back, Kante piggybacking Mane. As Piloqueta going to the floor when Rudiger poked him in the eye, Chelsea got a free kick for that. Um, there's obviously one big decision that went our way, uh, and the more I've watched it, I think rightly so. But I think we'll probably come on to that later. Yeah. But I think uh, I think all the soft decisions that Liverpool could have had were not given. But it seems like a lot of the soft decisions that Chelsea uh, could have had were, um, and a lot of them came around Jorginho as well. He seemed to go to ground as soon as anyone touched him. Uh, and for a contact sport, I mean. Yeah, you can't be doing that <laughs> when your team at risk more than anything. But yeah, I think one of the best games I've watched in a long time. The refing could have maybe been a bit fairer, but uh, I don't think it was necessarily a bad referee in performance. Yeah, I think I'd have to add that, you know, he didn't let a lot of the game go in that first half. There was no real flow to it. I think Anthony Taylor was... I think I think what annoyed me most, sorry to butt in, That's all right, was yeah. when, because as I... I picked up on on what Deej was talking about I'm in complete agreement I think it was actually a little bit 
and and obviously of course like we're, we're maybe always going to be a little bit biased towards our own team but trying to be objectively as, as objective as possible here the referee decisions did seem to favor Chelsea in the sense that they got a lot of the soft ones whereas we didn't mm-hmm. and and when when they when sorry when we weren't getting them Gary Neville said in commentary, oh, it's, it's lovely to see this this referee just letting everything go. And I was like, he's like, fucking, he's not. Like, we're not getting anything. <laughs> <laughs> they are. It, it, it wound me up so much, Neville, in commentary. But oh, the, the, comment, the commentary was dreadful. I mean, when, like what you said, Deej, that when uh, Matip uh, tackled the floor and, and Mount went down, you know, the Neville's comments, oh, he's lucky not to be booked. I was like, are we watching yeah. the same game? Because I... I, I Baffled. It was baffling. But Adam, we'll come back on to you. What were your thoughts on the the general sort of game in general? How, what were your thoughts watching it? Um, the first half before the the, the chaos that again, as DJ, I'm sure we'll get onto. <laughs> um, but before that point, I thought we we controlled the game relatively well. I think as usual, those sort of opening fifteen twenty minutes at Anfield for any team is is quite hard for them to get over. Um, I thought we played well, but likewise, Chelsea, Chelsea defended really well. We knew what they were going to come up and and, and set up to do. Um, they did it really got uh, really well. They got the goal, which which by the way, I mean, I, again, I'm mean, in agreement. It shouldn't have been a corner, but it was a it was a quality goal. Like the, literally an inch higher, it hits the bar. An inch lower, Allison saves it. It's the, like it's the you perfect say, header. It's one of those goals where 99 times out of 100, it you know it, it does go over the keeper. Just sort of makes a simple save, and that one time it yeah. goes in. I mean, it like you say, mate, you can't take anything away from that. It was a, a bloody lovely header. Yeah, from, no, from it was Havertz. it was it was a quality header. That they go one nil up, but I think because of how the game had played out up until that point, I still felt reasonably confident because mm. we were we were creating chances despite the the sort of low weird because it's, it's weird with Chelsea because they don't really play a low block but they do if that makes sense yeah. like cause they've got that like weird uh with like the sort of five midfielders the sort of two drop and then the outside two go out it, it's, it's such a, like a weird system um but yeah I thought I thought we played really well I thought we controlled the the, the game for most of it if, if you obviously exclude the second half we dominated the second half obviously because you know Chelsea were pretty much setting up for a draw really hoping to maybe nick something on a counter um but the overall performance i was really i was i was impressed with it was just the sort of last 20 30 minutes i thought we really sort of took the took our foot off the pedal a bit and and there wasn't really enough intensity for me i thought with fans being back we might have shown a bit more enthusiasm a bit more energy to to really try and go for it and and get the three points um so that's probably the one area that I am quite disappointed in from from today. Yeah, I, I'd agree with you, mate. I thought the last thirty minutes were frustrating to watch. We 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 sort of lacked, like you say, that the first sort of fifteen minutes of the the second half, the intensity was there. You know, we sort yeah. of had Chelsea Chelsea on the ropes. We had them in the corner. Mendy was making you know save after save, and then all of a sudden it sort of stopped a little bit for me, and we we sort of just sort of sat and almost looked happy for a draw, which I think you can never do. Especially in a season where you know you're going to be competing with not just Man City but but three or four teams, you've got you know you've got to go there points, but you know a, a points better than no points. I do want to come on to now the massive talking point from the end of that first half. I know you've both just alluded to it, the carnage that was the Liverpool penalty and the Reese James sending off. Deej, I'll come to you first. Football Twitter exploded saying, "How was that a penalty?" Um, so explain. <laughs> I thought it was an unfair penalty, but after watching it over and over again, uh, I, mm-hmm. I think it's Stonewall. But 
uh, it's interesting to note that this is the one big decision that went for Liverpool this game, and it had mm. to go to VAR. The, the ref did not make it on his, uh, make it himself. I mean, yeah. rightly so, it is a controversial decision. Uh, I think the right decision was made in the end. Um, but the more I've watched it, initially I thought it was a little bit harsh. And then I saw the replay and I was like, okay, yeah, so it is a handball. It should be a penalty. And then when the red card came out, I was like, really? For that? And then saw it in slow motion a few times. And I was like, okay, it hits his body. But after it hits his body, it's still going in. His arm yeah. is moving forwards and essentially like scoops the ball out of the goal or, or off the line because it hadn't crossed the line at that point. So I, I still don't think it was deliberate. But I think because of the way his arm was moving after he made that block with his body, that hmm. it, it has to be a red because it's stopping a certain goal. Because if his arm wasn't there, that ball continues. Even, even if it's in off the post, it's it's still a goal. It's going in. Yeah, it's going yeah. in. So overall, I think it's... I mean, I, I don't want to sound like a typical biased Liverpool fan by being like, oh, yeah, it's a stonewall penalty. Like, I'm, I'm trying to explain my thought process here because I'd like to think, even though we're a Liverpool podcast, fans of other teams can come and listen to us as well. Uh, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe even get involved sometimes. But um, yeah, I, I think I don't think anyone can complain about that penalty. I think the reaction of the Chelsea players was utter garbage. I think yeah. uh, I, I don't remember a single time during the game where Liverpool players surrounded the referee. The end of that first half and even after the first half, the, the, the first half had been brought to an end, the referee was surrounded by Chelsea players. And it's, it's meant to be a yellow card if you're not the captain now, isn't it? So A couple of them uh, did. I think Rudiger and Mendy got one, didn't they? Rudiger's yellow card, I don't think, was for dissent. I think Mendy's mm. might have been. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. I know. I think Mendy's was for Henderson went to pick the ball up after and Mendy right, went yeah. and just lashed at it. Yeah. But yeah, I think I think overall, I don't think anyone can have too many complaints about the penalty being given. I think we'll see a lot of rival fans uh, starting calling <laughs> us Liverpool again. Oh, it's already started. Yeah, already it's already started. Yeah. That one decision, started. but I think at the end of the day, the right decision was made, and I think anyone who says otherwise doesn't know footy. So. I couldn't put it better myself, Deej. Adam, we'll come to you. I know I seen your tweet uh, immediately sort of after the, the, the decision, and, <laughs> and I couldn't help but agree with you. But go on, mate, can, can you explain your thoughts behind yeah, it was the so- carnage? Bit, bit of a passive aggressive tweet for myself. Um, I, just, <laughs> I just, it was just so stupid. People trying to claim that it wasn't a penalty. Um, yeah, look, from my point of view, I was, I, it was a similar thought process to Deej. Um, but I, I thought when I first saw it, the only thing is I thought it was a penalty, but mm-hmm. I didn't think it would be a red card. Like the red, I think the red card shocked everyone when we first saw it because um, obviously we didn't really see too many replays before the red card was was sort of shown. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm in a, I'm in a similar position to DJ, I think, because from the the way I would look at it, if I was the referee, I'd think, okay, either we give a penalty for him stopping the, the ball going back in, into the back of the net with his hand. And if we're giving a penalty for that in the same breath, it sort of has to be a red card. Like it's mm-hmm. either that or, or we deem it not to be handball and it's no penalty and no red card. I think for me, it sort of has to be one of the two because you yeah. can't, what you give, you say they give a penalty for that, but they don't send him off. Liverpool then miss the penalty. Reese James is still on the pitch, but he's stopped the ball from going in the back of the net and it's remained yeah. 1-0 to Chelsea. It just, it doesn't, for, for me, it didn't make sense for it to be anything other than no penalty and no red card, which I think would have been stupid. Or, yeah. but it's it's the only but it's the only other sorry that is the only other decision I think the referee could have made either yeah. no penalty and no red card or a penalty and a red card 
Yeah, I th- I don't there's no there's middle. There's no middle ground with something like that, is there? With yeah, handball no, yeah, on the line, yeah, exactly. There is no middle well, ground. I was giving him a yellow because I mean, the the red cards are generally for deliberate handballs, and I, I still struggle yeah. to justify that handball as deliberate. I think his body was moving I, in a way I where it's in there anyway. Yeah, I think I think it was probably probably more bordering onto that because of the way he's, as he moves his knee across, his arm just just moves up that little bit. It's all, I think. Did you say it was like almost like he was scooping the ball away? Yeah. Um. I think I think if his whole body, if he moved his whole body across and tried to get his body in the way, that maybe they look in look at it in a different light. I'm not sure. I think it was just the position of the arm. Make a conscious decision to deliberately handball it. Like the way he did, I, I think everything. Like we were hammering that ball towards the goal there, and and I think Reese James Barber handball was in a brilliant position, and I do think it. Uh, I yeah. don't think he had the, the time to consciously decide to move his arm into the way. I think it was just the way his body was. Yeah. Uh, so 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 that's the thing. I don't I don't think it was necessarily like a he's thought I'm going to stop this ball with my arm. I'm I'm not necessarily saying that. I think it was more of a. I guess kind of like just human instinct. Like he's he's got the yeah. ball with his he's got the block with his knee. He's seen it still going in the back of the net, and he's just thought, "Crap, I'm just going to try anything on it." And his hand just sort of goes up, and he blocked it. And he's like, oh, I, "Maybe I shouldn't have done that sort of thing." But yeah, because I, I, I think in that position, I, I think again, it's probably still a red, right? If cause he's, even though he's not thought, I'm going to do this with my arm. He's, he's it's still it looked unnatural to me. It looked like he, his arm shouldn't have been there. He moved it up for me. I think we'd be hearing a lot less complaints from opposition fans if it was just oh. the end given, though. Mm. Yeah. I'm not just Chelsea fans here. I'm talking like United, Spurs, Arsenal. I've seen, I've seen it from all of them so far. Mm. Yeah, the thing is, you know what Liverpool are like? Any any decision that we get, it's just scru- scrutinised ridiculously. I don't know if you lads um, saw after the the red card was given Sadio Mane uh, going up to, to Reese James and just sort was of... Was he uh, trying to hug him or something? Yeah, he was just sort of like... Making out like oh unlucky mate, but it, it looks so it looks so smarmy like the way he was doing it. And obviously Rob, Rob Robbo's there, and you could tell Robbo's fucking he's giving him some shit as well. So it was uh it was quite funny. Obviously Mo Salah converts the penalty and scores like you know we all said it. I think pretty much all said that Mo Salah would score to 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 yeah. um, make up for last week. So it's nice to see him getting on the score sheet. Nine, I think it's ninety nine league goals for Liverpool now, yeah. which is ridiculous. Yeah, ridiculous stat that is absolutely ridiculous. Um, but like you said, lad, second half, you know, ebbed and flowed. Liverpool didn't really create too much in terms of guilt edge chances for me. We'll come on to our player ratings now. These will start with you, and we're going to go for the back five. Um, so that's Alison, Trent, Matip, Virgil, and Robbo. Yep, I think uh, Ali, solid game. Not much you could have done from Havertz's, uh, mm. Havertz's header. I would say that was a bit of a magic goal. Um, the one stop he, he really did have to make from Kovacic in the second half, it took a deflection. He did well to react in time. I can't yeah. complain about, about Ali's performance at all. So I think a, a seven and a half is fair for him. Uh, I think I give uh, Trent probably a seven and a half as well. He was he was lively down that right-hand side, involved in quite a lot of the attack, played a few nice balls in. Didn't have an awful lot to do defensively, but when he did have to do stuff, he was, he was there. Uh, it was mainly uh, against Alonso in the second half. Um, on their counter attacks, um, so yeah, I think seven and a half for him as well. I think Matip, I'll give him a solid seven. Uh, he again didn't have much to do, but I think out of the two centre halves, I think Burge had a harder job. Uh, I was expecting to see Big Rom go hard against Matip, but it seemed like he wanted the fight with Van Dyke, 
And I think Van Dyke walked away from it with a big rum-shaped bulge in his pocket. So <laughs> I think I, I, can't, I can't give Van Dyke anything less than an eight as well, I think. So, uh, yeah, seven and a half for Trent and Ali, uh, seven, seven for Matip, eight for Van Dyke. And Robbo, I think I'm just going to drop a six on him. I think it was a mm. solid first game back for him. He, he did play relatively well, but he did overhit a few passes. He did give the ball yeah. away a couple of times. Um, I don't think it was a bad performance at all, but it's it's not the Robbo we're used to seeing. That, I think that's my back my back five ratings. Yeah, I think I'd, I'd tend to agree with you. I think Van Dyke did brilliantly against Lukaku. You know, there's, there's no denying that. Everyone was saying, how is he going to stop him? And that's how you stop him. You know, you get... You, you know, you, you just do what Virgil van Dijk does, which is very easy to say, but not many people can do it. Uh, but, just do yeah. what Virgil van Dijk does. Just do what Virgil van Dijk does. You know, just, defenders need it's to, to listen. Just do what Virgil just, does. Do what, do, what, do what Virgil does. Adam, we'll come to you. Your back five ratings, please. Um, yeah, so mine were, I, th- I think, fairly fairly similar to Deja's. Um, Alisson got a, a seven for me. Um, like I said, I, I think I think he did everything we needed him to do. Similar to similar, to obviously, what Deja thought the goal. He, you can't expect him to do anything about that goal. It was just the, the he, as I said before, Havertz made that header perfect. It was the perfect header. Um, I, I just there's no way Alisson could have saved it. Um, but he did go about the rest of his business uh, reasonably well, reasonably comfortable. Um, he was quite calm in the air, is what I thought. There was a couple of balls that came in towards Lukaku, um, and Alisson was more than comfortable to sort of come out and and whether it be get a punch away or there was one where he made like a little basketball move, just sort of tipping it away from him and coming around <laughs> and catching it. And I, I, I thought I thought it was a solid performance, um, but there wasn't you know there wasn't an overload of things for him to do. So it's, it's a seven for me. Um, I give, uh, I think, uh, did you give Matip a 7.5 and an 8 for Virgil, Deej? Uh, I think it was a 7 for Matip. 7 for Matip, it was. Oh, right, yeah. okay. So, so, so I, I'm I'm giving Matip a 7.5, but Virgil an 8. Um, I think I give the Matip that little step up just because I was, for me, I expected, or that I've given him an 8 because he, uh, Virgil an 8 because he dealt with Lukaku so well. But I, I, I kind of expected Virgil to be able to do that. It was those few times when, when Lukaku drifted over onto Matip's side, I thought, okay, how's Matip going to deal with Lukaku? Um, and apart from, the, I think, one time where he just stepped out and it allowed a little gap for, I think it was Mason yeah. Mount to get in behind him. I think apart from that, he, he dealt with him brilliantly um, and he really held his own. And, and I think just because of the, the nature, like it is Romelu Lukaku you're coming up against. I think I'd just I'd just give him a seven point five and and be a little bit generous on that one. Um, Robertson, I'm in the same boat as Deej. Um, it's a straight six for me. I think I, I you know I don't think he made a really positive impact on the game, but I don't think it was a, a negative one. He didn't really do anything wrong. Look, apart from like a few few sloppy passes, couple balls that went out of play. Um, he overhit a few crosses. He wasn't. He didn't look at his sharpest. Um, yeah. So I understood Understandable. the substitution. Yeah. yeah. Um, but look, it's, it's not a knock on Robertson. Um, I'm sure he'll be back fitter and stronger than ever after the international break. Um, yeah. It just wasn't really his day. Um, Trent Alexander-Arnold, though, I actually give an eight. I thought he was arguably the most creative player on the pitch. Um, he put in a few really nice balls, especially the, for the first one in, in the first half for Henderson. I'm still not sure whether Henderson tried to put the ball back across or if he tried to shoot, but... It was just it, it was a ball that you just no one else on the pitch plays that pass. Yeah. Um and, and he really did show his quality for me, so he gets an eight as well with Virgil. 
I'd agree. I've seen um, some some quite funny videos online actually of of it was you know the comparison videos of like and it had Lukaku versus Van Dyke and and Matip and it was like an elephant and a giraffe just trampling lions and stuff and I was like yeah, it's, it's classic you know I, I think they they did um, defend really well and I think Alexander Arnold like you said Adam he, for me he was he is the most creative player in Liverpool's team I've seen Gary Lineker tweeted about. How Liverpool need to get him into into midfield, and uh, to be honest, I'd yeah. have to disagree. I'd have to disagree. I feel like if you put him in midfield, he's almost stifled, stifled in there. You know, he's not got as much time on the ball and things like that. So I think leaving him on that right hand side is is for the best. Uh, when you think about so, you think about Liverpool and the system. Our fullbacks see more of the ball than pretty much anyone else on the pitch, anyway. Exactly. So it just wouldn't wouldn't make sense. Maybe for England, I'd like to see it, but just not not mm. for Liverpool in this system. No, I, I, I'd have to agree with you. Deeds, we'll come back on to you with your midfield three. Of for me, I think we've got um, start with Fabinho. I think uh, he he's deserving of a seven. Uh, even if he did sort of somewhat maliciously do his job a few times, he did his job exactly what you'd expect him to do. Uh, stopped a, a number of attack attacking opportunities for Chelsea that, that could have developed into something a lot more promising. Uh, I think he was quite lucky not to go into the book before the end of the game. But, uh, yeah. I mean, again, defensive midfielder, he's meant to be a wall to sort of stop uh, stop some attacks. I think he did his job great, so a seven seven for him. Uh, so we'll go with Jordan Henderson. I'd also, I'd also give him a six. Uh, I think he was he had a, a, again a solid game. Uh, his leadership was was brilliant, but uh, again, few sloppy passes. Uh, that touch in the box, I think he should have just. I know he's right footed, but I mean, you get an opportunity that good, you just put your foot through it, even if it's your studs, and direct it towards the goal. I don't You've understand. You've got hit it, haven't you? Cushion it back across, yeah. and then when you make that decision to cushion it back across, you overhit that cushion. That 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 sort of loses him a point. He'd have been a seven if it wasn't for that moment. I think. Um, and then. Uh, I'm going to have to give Harvey Elliott a nine. He was outstanding today. Unbelievable. I, can't, yeah. I can't think of a single thing he did badly. As an 18-year-old lad, his second Premier League start against Chelsea, and not just any Chelsea, the champions mm. of Europe under Tuchel. And to walk into that game as an 18-year-old, only your second start, not look phased at all, and probably have the biggest midfield impact, minus the impact of Jorginho for Chelsea uh, on, on the pitch. Absolutely incredible. I, I can't say a bad word about the lad. Do you know what, mate? I'd have to agree. I thought Harvey Elliott, when I saw the team sheet, I was like, wow, okay, Klopp, Klopp has got real faith in this boy and, and he, he really you know wants him to shine and Harvey Elliott didn't let Jürgen down today at all. Like you say, mate, Jorginho and Kante in, in midfield is a tough task for any player, never mind someone who's making only their second Premier League start to, to, to have a good game. And he, and he did. He had. A, I thought he, he didn't really do anything wrong. Adam, we'll come to you now with your midfield three ratings. Um, I've got Fabinho and Henderson on a seven. Um, I thought they both had a solid game. Mm-hmm. Um, dealt with the, the the counter that Chelsea tried to put on um, re- reasonably well. Um, uh, look, I, I maybe would be a seven point five for uh, Henderson had he not uh, missed the chance that that DJ was talking about or tried to cut it across or whatever he was trying to do. Um, but look, I thought the the fact that we sort of not really. I kind of know they had a red card after after the first half, but I, I think in the way that we just nullified Chelsea from really creating anything, anything to get us worried by, you know, they they sort mm. of cut out the danger before it was it really had a chance to to evolve. Um, so I think I think it's just a solid seven for them too. For Harvey Elliott, I've not been as generous, but for me, he was still my man of the match. 
Um, I've gone for an 8.5. Um, like I thought he was brilliant. I think, to be fair, a 9 probably is fair based on... Uh, I, I haven't really counted into the fact that Lucas is, is his second full game for Liverpool. He's 18 years old, walking in against the champions of Europe. Deej made some really good points there. Um, I've, I've been a little bit more harsh with the 8.5. Um, but I think I think his performance was brilliant. Everything he looked to do seemed to work. He was moving the ball quickly, again, linking up with Salah really, really well uh, yeah. down that right-hand side. There was just a, a couple things that I picked up on. The, and I mean, again, look, I don't want to see Magab coming across too harsh because we've already discussed this is a very young kid um, just, just sort of coming into the team and, and finding his feet. There was just a couple of times where I thought, and, and to be fair to Neville, he, he picked it out on commentary, where I thought, Harvey Elliott maybe could have just pulled a bit wider and tried to stretch the back five of, of the Chelsea defence. Because when Salah pivots back around and cuts inside and Elliott's like sort of in this space between the wing back and the centre back, I just think to myself, can he just can he just come further out wide and just try and drag that that centre back on the far side out just to give Salah that bit more space or whoever else wants to go and pick up into that pocket. Um mm. But but you know thing, things like that he'll he'll learn that as 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 he's playing on and yeah and I thought as as well look, as as I mentioned before the last thirty minutes there just wasn't and it's not all his fault obviously it's not it's, but it reflects in everyone's uh, uh, score for me in that it just it just fell a bit flat there wasn't enough urgency there wasn't enough you know that 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 cutting edge to really go and you know put Chelsea to the sword and, and go for a second goal. Um, so it's an eight point five. It's still a brilliant game. I, that's probably just why I wouldn't give him a nine. I think that's fair enough. What just uh, what you've just said there as well, though. I think that the last 25, 30 minutes of the game where it felt so frustrating. I think that's a credit to Chelsea. I think oh, yes, yeah, yeah, a, a yeah no, yes, they were wasting a lot of time, but they were they were forcing the game to be played at their pace rather than our pace for a lot of that time. And I think uh, the point you make about Elliot, your uh, reason for sort of marking him down a little bit there about him not not really making the right move. I think the uh, to add, add on to that, another potential criticism, uh, just so it doesn't seem like I'm sucking his dick, um, <laughs> absolutely everything that happened from him was towards either Salah or Trent. There was a few times when either Jota or Mane was coming in at the back post who might have been the better option and sort of maybe not having that vision because obviously he's built up a bit of a, repu- a, bit of a relationship with Salah. He's, he's trying to sort of dominate that right-hand side. Uh, I think maybe you just, just need to look up and, and to the left every now and then rather than just keeping that focus down the right. Can't really argue with that. I think I think you're spot on, both of you. Uh, Adad, Deej, we'll come back to you with your ratings for the front three. And we'll throw Jota in there as well because, you know, he played. So front four, the front four for me. Yeah, so for me, I'll, I'll start with Bobby. Uh, Bobby gets a, a six and a half. Uh, he, he seems to be involved in the start of everything, but then uh, around near the halfway line, but then further forward, didn't really see much of him. Uh, he was in and around, but not really doing anything. Um, mm. And again, no, no, no downer on Bobby. That he was, he was pretty much marked out of anything when it was close to the box. I think um, Salah, I think was was again good, um, converted the penalty well. Uh, so I think I, Salah, I can only go as, as far as a seven and a half. I think he, we, we didn't see any of his Salah magic, but mm. we did see a lot of his, his trickiness and his his, uh, his touch rounded near that right hand side corner flag. And I think Mane probably sits on about the same as seven and a half. I think, again, a bright performance from Mane, especially towards the end of the game. He he seemed to be the avenue we were trying to get the, the final goal from. Uh, so, yeah, I think six and a half for Bobby, seven and a half for both uh, Salah and Mane. And I think a seven for Jota. Uh, he was he was involved a lot. His press was great. Uh, he was constantly winning the ball back for us. 
Um, he did have that one uh, headed opportunity that had to be uh, palmed over by mm. uh, Mendy. Uh, and I, I think uh, there was one other as well that he was just like a, a, a whisker away from heading in uh, with it a little bit, almost a diving header it was like at the back post. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I think a, a seven is probably fair for Jota as well. Yep. Adam, your front four scores, please. Uh, yeah, mine are mine are very similar. Um, six and a half for Bobby. Um, the exact reasons uh, that that Deej said. I, I don't think there's much more that really needs to be said on Bobby, and like, I hope that knock wasn't too serious. Is the only thing I can add on to it. Um, and I, I'd look. I'd, I'm sure after the international break, it gives him time to to get back up to speed. Anyway. Um, Salah, yeah, Salah, I've got a 7.5 as well. Um, I thought he was throughout the game, obviously up until the end bit, as as Deej correctly said, we looked for, for Mane to, or well, down the avenue of Mane to get a second goal, but I thought for the majority of the game, we were almost sort of forcing the ball to Salah a little bit to sort of see what he could do. I thought he got the better of Rudiger and Alonso quite a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, it just seemed to be a lot of the time that the, the final ball wasn't really working out for us. Um, I, I give him a seven point five. Obviously, look, he had the penalty perfectly as well. Um, who who else was this? Oh, Sadio Mane. Mane Sadio Mane. Just... Yeah, Mane gets a seven for me. Um, I think it was another very decent game from him. Very solid performance. Again, it's another one where, uh, similar to the Norwich game, he, he's he's influenced the game in a positive way. He, he's had an impact, but he's not he's not been able to get that goal himself. Um. Because I'm sure he'll, I'm sure he'll be frustrated with that, but but to be fair, I don't think there was any real chances for him to to put the ball in the back of the net that I can think of off the top of my head. He was he was he was operating quite deep this game. I thought um, in terms of his usual position in any way, even for Mane. Um, but look, he did well. He, he caused a lot of problems down the left hand side. I'd, I'd give him a solid seven, um, and Jota, I'd probably give him the same in a seven. I thought when he came on, we sort of we saw the difference between Firmino and Jota in the sense of how we try and set up attacks when Jota's on the pitch or when Firmino's on the pitch, and and it's obvious that you know Jota we try and get involved a lot more uh, when it comes to just being in front of goal. As Deej said, he had the header that had to get tipped over by Mendy, um, and also the other chance as well. Um, and as well, I think what what plays into Jota getting a higher rating than Firmino is the fact that. Uh, Jota played in a period of the game where Chelsea were down to 10 men so yeah. we saw a lot more of the ball uh, and we were a lot more you know sort of on the front foot so it, it obviously naturally looked like he was uh, he's going to get the better of the ball and, and the better of the opportunities as well yeah no I'd agree with you lads I thought I thought that Mane like you said both of you know he was in and out of the game but but whenever he had the ball he was always positive and, and moving forward and trying to trying to create things Salah you know scored the goal classic Mo Salah sort of style great great penalty as well um, but again you know just didn't have that little bit of magic that, that we were hoping for Bobby like you say you know he was marked out the game simple as that took a knock and, and got taken off Jota came on and you know stretched the game as much as the he can and what we know that Diego Jota can do you know he's, he's so good at, at stretching the play and and being that that different option which I think is good to see we we, we still have and lads finally these will come to you your manager uh, rating so your rating for Mr Klopp uh, I don't think Klopp really could have done any more I think his, his team setup was right uh, the inclusion of Elliot from the start I think is something that surprised us all uh, especially going up against this Chelsea team um, 
But again, his performance today just shows that how, how right Klopp can be about a young player. Hmm. Um, I think, I mean, I, I did predict a 2-1 Liverpool win before uh, when we did the preview show. Uh, but I, I was also leaning towards it potentially being a draw. So um, we we have got sort of one of the better results I think we could have got out of this game. Uh, people will talk about whether this is uh, two points dropped for Liverpool with Chelsea going down to 10 men. But I think it should actually be the other way around. When you bear in mind the money Chelsea have spent, uh, the improvements that they've made sort of squad wise, uh, over the not, not just this summer, but over the past couple of seasons, compared to this Liverpool team where there wasn't a single player on the pitch who wasn't on our, in a, well, on our books, at least. I know Elliot was out at Blackburn last season. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a single player in the Liverpool squad uh, other than Canate obviously being on the bench uh, that has been an, an addition to the squad. So we're still playing with the same the same squad that we've had for, for essentially the past two years. Yeah. Uh, Chelsea have improved on that. So this Chelsea should have arguably been head and shoulders favourites. So I think this is more two points dropped for Chelsea. Um, I think we can be happy with the result. I think we're, we're still unbeaten. Uh, we're still sharing a share of the, the uh, top spot with West Ham and uh, Chelsea as well. So, uh, yeah, I don't think we can be too too sad about the result. So I think for Klopp, uh, a seven and a half, I think, is a solid a solid uh, rating for this. There was nothing uh, nothing he added really broke the, the, the block that Chelsea set up with those five defenders and, and three mm-hmm. central defenders midfielders uh, when they were just trying to stop us from taking advantage of 10 men uh, so yeah I think I can't give any higher than a seven and a half that's fair enough Adam finally we come to you what's your Jürgen Klopp rating um, I, I, I feel like I, I don't want to be boring but it's, it's a seven and a half as well um, like I, I thought I thought the, the team he put out was probably the best team he could have done uh, but I mean again he surprised us with Elliot I personally I didn't think he was going to pick Elliot for this one just because of the stature of the game he showed mm-hmm. how much trust he has in Elliot and again like the Burnley game it showed you know it, it paid off and and he sort of not necessarily proved us as wrong because I don't think Elliot, anyone was saying that Elliot couldn't handle this game it was just that sort of level of uncertainty you know can he perform at the highest level like against yeah. a club like Chelsea and and you know he's he's gone and shown that he can, and and the credit goes well. A share of the credit goes to Klopp for uh, for giving him that chance. Um, the only thing for me was just I I just I felt I felt like this was maybe more of a game when we brought um, Thiago on late on with the way that the game was going, and, and with Chelsea with those sort of two banks of four almost just sat back. And I know I thought this game would suit Thiago more going into it, but at the time of the substitution. I was thinking we need someone that's just going to get the ball with a bit of space in front of him and just try. Because we had, the, I think, the best moments of the second half for us were when there was like a series of about five minutes where we had like three or four shots from outside the box. It might have even been like five shots from outside the box, all yeah. of them testing the goalkeeper, making him work. And I was thinking to myself, like, this is going to be like the avenue that we need to go down to try and get goal now. Like, it seems to be the one that's working with how deep Chelsea was sat. So in in my head anyway, the game was screaming for out for, out for like an Oxide Chamberlain to come on, um, just the one that could offer just something a little bit different and just you know really put the pressure on, on Mendy and you know how many more of those saves can you make? Um, yeah. So I, I, that was that that was the only criticism of Klopp that I had. I, I thought maybe Oxide Chamberlain would have made more of a difference than Thiago in this at that particular point um, in the game. Um, but look, it's a it's a it's just a so 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 sort of criticism to give him. I can't can't really knock him too much for that. 
Um, but yeah, but apart from that, look, as Deej said, it's it's so early on in the season as well, and we mentioned this in the preview, that if you do draw this game, it doesn't really matter. You know, there's still 35 games left to play. Um, and it's, it's, you know, it's like it's Chelsea. It's not like we're, you know, everyone mocked Man United for drawing against Southampton. It's not like we've dropped silly points. You know, draw to Chelsea isn't a bad result by any stretch of the mm. imagination. It's, it, I think, probably where we'll just see people complaining. And, and right, to be fair, like, rightly so, because I'm there's a, obviously a certain level of me that is disappointed because Chelsea were down to 10 men and it really was in our hands to go and win it. So it just felt like, mm, you know, we could have done a bit more, but, you know, it is what it is. It's, it's early on in the season and, and it's, it's all about not losing those games when it comes down to it because... You know, at yeah. one point, as, as 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 shown towards the end of last season, those final few points, even the draws against Les, um, Leeds and Newcastle, they were vital towards the end. Um, so yeah, I think it was more about not losing than than it was necessarily winning it. I'd have to agree with you, mate. You know, it's I see it as, as, as a point gain sort of thing in in that sense. Um, man of the match, I want to quick. I realised that was shorter than all of you because I was sat like this. <laughs> Quickly, boys, your man of the matches. Uh, Deej, we'll come to you first. Who was your man of the match? Uh, so my man of the match is going to fall with Harvey Elliott. Uh, I gave him a, a nine in the player ratings. I think it's it's obvious how how well I think he performed, but I do think he's got contention for that uh, for that award from two different Chelsea players as well. I think mm-hmm. I can't overlook how how much of an impact Jorginho had in the centre of the park. I think he was outstanding today, even if he was a shithouse. And uh, I think Mendy as well effectively kept Chelsea in the game, uh, saving that Fabinho shot, uh, the dive that he made for the Henderson one that was sort of narrowly wide. Beautiful, beautiful technique from Henderson, by the way, on that on that, that shot. It was an incredible was, chance. yeah. Um, but I, I think Mendy sort of commanded his area well, made a few good claims from, from crosses and corners. Um, mm-hmm. So I think Mendy and Jorginho push him for it, but I think I have to give it to Harvey Elliott. Harvey Elliott for Deej. Adam, who's your man of the match? Uh, well, for Liverpool, it's Harvey Elliott again. Um, yeah. As I mentioned before, uh, he was with an 8.5, the highest scoring scoring player on, on my Liverpool team sheet. Um, for Chelsea, though, I again, it's pretty boring. I can't really look past Jorginho. Um, I thought he was brilliant from from start to finish, especially in the second half. Um, mm-hmm. When Chelsea went down to 10 men, there were so many just just of those little, you get a little toe in or a little block, into a little interception. It was, I was getting comfy because, you know, he's got the blonde hair and it, he, so he sort of looks a bit like Thiago Silva from afar. <laughs> I was sat I was sat there because I'd already been, I watched the uh, game with a friend of mine and I sat there and I was already talking about how well Jorginho had played. And then when Thiago Silva came on as well, um, you know, I, w- I was just seeing a guy with blonde hair sat really deep, making all these little, just, just, just the slightest little touches on the ball, just, just to intercept the Liverpool pass or to get a little block off. I thought, fucking hell, Thiago Silva's coming on and playing really well. And I saw him clear the ball. He did a little zoom, and I was like, it's George, still Jorginho, like he's just, just putting in the the maddest shift. Um, and look, we know how good he is. We saw, we saw the qualities that he's got during the Euros. For me, he was probably the player of the tournament um, during that. Um, I just, I just think going down to ten men and being that resilient, covering the amount of ground that he did. Um, I think I saw some of his statistics towards the end of the game. I can't remember what they were exactly, um, but I know he won a lot of aerial duels, a lot of interceptions, a lot of blocks. Um, I, I think for me, he was not the sole reason, but I, I think if Jorginho hadn't have been playing today, I think it's a different story, and I think yeah. Liverpool maybe nick a second. There we go. Uh, I think I'd have to agree with you on on the sort of 
the Liverpool and the, the games, man of the matches there, boys. That's all we've got time for today. Uh, obviously, the international break, unfortunately, is upon us. So we are be taking a small break, unless there's any rapid break in transfer news, and we'll be back. We'll be back, though, with a, uh, a preview to Liverpool's next game, which I believe is against Leeds United. So cheery bye, and thank you all for listening. Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.